This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Hey there, conductors of the metaphysical, and welcome to another week of Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip Podcasting. This is for the week of August 8th, 2016. This week on the show, we've got Jesse Wilson from For the Win. It's the charitable foundation that's helping kids live out their dreams to become heroes. It's a pretty cool thing that Jesse's doing, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about it. No news this week, but, uh, you know, it's Olympics time, so go for the gold or something. Still playing with toys.net presents... The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. Stop great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Are you being served, being remade? I don't think that that's that bad of it. I mean, it's a premise, too, that lends itself to being remade. Like, again, it's like Ghostbusters. People in a department store, like... Yeah, well, this is the. I can understand that. No, I can understand that the number one problem with all these is you never go home again. Yeah. Uh, but the argument there is also that some people never went to that home, so yeah. let them check it out. the The number one argument is why can't Hollywood make something new? And I think that's unfair because Hollywood. I don't think Hollywood's ever been. Uh, more creative than it is now. It's Don't true. get me wrong. Yeah. I understand that the '70s was, you know, a renaissance of film, and the '80s is this this golden age of, you know, genre films and all that. But you know, we live in the era of how many cable stations are making an insanely great cinematic level. Oh, I you know mean, I mean, like Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, uh, Walking Dead, things that could not even be conceived of 10 years ago in terms of media and they're making it and that's just yeah. them because the thing is now is it's like there's a lot of bandwidth to fill there really is and <laughs> so, that's, that's the people that say that why aren't they making good things anymore i'm like there's too much like there's too i can't keep up a, my netflix queue can't keep up with this i know there's a lot of time to fill which when you think about it will lead to two things and they go hand in hand one recycling stuff true and two trying new stuff right like um so abc's the 100 brand oh new. yeah yeah brand spanking new and that's on one of the old terrestrial cables that's not even a an amc or an hbo sort of thing right sci-fi look at how many times sci-fi's like retooled their lineup to try and oh sure pump out some yeah. stuff and, and and let's be honest for every single time you say, uh, why don't they try something new? All my headset is sh- uh, sh- uh, Sharknado. They've had okay? four like, Sharknado movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guess what? Sometimes they do it. Sometimes it's the weirdest yeah. crap ever. Can't say and that I've that seen that before. Recycled. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's like mm. I understand that uh, um, Splash, uh, for the record, a top 10 film. In 84, same year as... As Ghostbusters, yeah. As Ghostbusters. Yeah. Now, the thing is, romantic comedy. So, it didn't cost as much as Ghostbusters to make, and didn't bring as much, because, you know, it wasn't the summer you know, special effects blockbuster thing. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. The premise is still there, and it hasn't been touched, right? Like... Uh, and and still remains one of my favorite uh, comedies of, of that era, but, you know, like, I... I hate to... It's the same argument that I had against the new Ghostbusters. I'm like, can I just see it? Like, okay, Channing Tatum is a mermaid. Sounds kind of goofy. First of all, it may not get off the ground. Second of all, can I see it? Can I see how goofy it is? Look, 20, 21 Jump Street sounded goofy too, and I like that, so give me give me a chance, but... Just just, just try it. Just it's try it. has no skin <laughs> off just my nose. Yeah, but, uh, but hey, here we are talking about remakes and splash, and so I think it's become, it's evident to everybody that's uh, just joined us here on the Interdimensional Crossrift. It was kind of a slow week. You know what? It's not a bad thing, uh, because it was crazy. It was crazy for months on end, and uh, this week, not a whole lot of news, not a whole lot happened. Now, 
uh, in fairness, um, internationally, a lot is happening right now. Uh, I know that uh, our, our friends in, in Japan, Naoki and the Ghostbusters of Japan and the Tokyo Ghostbusters, they are gearing up and they're in the middle of the marketing blitz right now. They're getting posters and ads and all, all sorts of cool stuff uh, for for the Japan opening, which did we yeah. determine? When, when is that? It's August 14th. Is that what, what you had, Chris? Uh, 8.14? I would say... Yes. Yes. With authority. If I, I if I remember though. right from from the uh, from the comedian launch, right. it was like eight fourteen. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So so they're all gearing up for for their first glimpse at the movie that they still haven't seen. Yeah, um, their massive the massive video screens have been taken over by yeah. the ghosts and oh yeah, it's so there's there's lots happening uh, out there in the world uh, internationally, but domestically uh, we're we're on the tail end of the wave. Uh, you know the. Yeah. We, we rode the wave into shore, and now we're just kind of like walking up and getting our orange slices. I don't know what that analogy was. Don't worry about it. But um, <laughs> so so yeah. So it's uh it's it's a little slow. So but we have um yeah. we have a fun show. Did you want to know a little bit of trivia about the foreign market? Yeah, tell me tell me more. So we talked about it previously that China is not in the mix. Yes, Sony correct. Did, Sony didn't didn't submit did for one submit of the handful of slots yeah. for reasons that nobody quite understands. Like maybe they didn't think they had a shot to overcome the uh, the no ghosts and cults and occult thing. Well, and, um, and interestingly enough, too, uh, I read that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest was not released in China for the same reasons uh, that they didn't even want to try to submit it because look, it's a movie about ghosts and it's called Dead Man's Chest, and yeah, we're not even going to try. Yeah, and everybody was like, "This is this is bad. This is a big chunk." Um, and in reading, I there was somebody that spoke uh, uh, China and Europe as if they were two equivalent markets. And in uh, in my own looking around, I found an MPAA uh, or the Motion Picture MPA is the uh, the ratings board, right? Maybe it uh, wasn't yes. theirs. Yeah, M- MPAA. No, is- it was. They they also was, I mean yeah it's it's the Motion Picture Academy of America so Academy. they yeah they had a section on rating and all that but it was a big demographics breakdown and sales and theaters and oh boy all the graphs you could ever want um, you love your graphs you love to, your stats man that's what I love to, about you to, you're a numbers guy to, to paraphrase uh, Archer stop stop I can only get so erect um, <laughs> it. Uh, in the midst of it's 2014 was the year they were looking at, and they had their the top 20 world markets, uh, foreign markets, so not counting domestic. And I guess they don't count Canada. We get lumped in with you guys. Sure, fine. Sorry, sorry. It's <laughs> well, mind you, we're only 30ish million people, so it's possible the number's <laughs> so low we just don't register on the thing, anyways. <laughs> oh, but no. uh, in the top 20, top of the list, China, and whatever that year total was they had brought in four point something like 4.2 this is just their dollars. box office gross for point that whatever just, billion that was just the box office they brought in oh my for, God. Uh, for north american film um releases uh or f- north american films uh and then if you added up all the european nations yeah it was equivalent if not to a little larger than china so we're in the midst of that now right the uk came out early but italy just dropped uh but the interesting part is is uh japan uh was number two and it was almost half china's take no number two overall internationally uh compared to the europe uh combined uh, compared to China, so if China oh, compared was four point okay, two got billion, got it. Okay, Japan was or four point maybe it's four point four billion, but J- Japan was two point something. Like, God, it was at least half of what China brought in. That's opening next week, so you know. Yeah, that's nothing to scoff at, man. That's nothing that's to a scoff lot of money. at. Like and we this... talked about it before. I, there's a, there's a nice arc there, and I'm I'm just gonna relax and watch these numbers trickle yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there, we have no control over the box office. We have no yeah. real analysis or say over the box office because you know we are but a mere Ghostbusters podcast. But um, but yeah, I mean, um, a mere a mere. How but, dare you? How <laughs> but, dare you, sir? Uh, Japan, I mean, the the cool thing about Japan, though, is this seems like a movie that's right up their alley. Like, the, the marketing has been spot on for them. All the merch that they're getting is spot on. Um, I, I know that now that we've reached out, and actually thanks to this podcast where we were saying, do we know any fans in Japan? We don't. And now we, we know a couple of really great fans in Japan. Um, yeah. And, and actually, a, 
There's the number one uh, awesomeness about this this new movie is the number of international fans it's hooked up. Like uh, Naoki sent me some stuff. I sent him some stuff. I know he's uh, hooked up with some other fans and swapped stuff. It's like, now I just want to connect with the, the South Korean Ghostbusters that we didn't get to talk to. That we to didn't get LA, to talk right? to. I, yeah, that was the <laughs> other thing, too. I realized I didn't see or talk to them at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Well, so, here, here's, here's the thing. Japan, we've talked about this before. They, it's not... it's. Uh, they're not, uh, the movie is not just their sort of thing. They were as big on Ghostbusters as North America was when it first came out. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've, we've talked about we, it before, that that ad that came out uh, circa 1984 with all of the merchandise that, that you've been coveting. Yeah, the merch, some of which I have. It's true. Um, it's the, the merch they put out, um, their uh, uh, the, the, like lobby booklets, like they have commemorative booklets that you can buy to go see, you know, uh, all the swag that, uh, uh, that we're seeing with the new one was, you know, kind of, you got with the old one too. Uh, I think even at one point we mentioned, um, in, uh, whenever Ghostbusters came out, no, not Ghostbusters. I mean, whatever Godzilla came out in 1985. Right. Right. The special effects guys on that were Ghostbusters fans. Cause they inserted the billboard the Ghostbusters logo into a billboard, yeah, right? Like, yeah. Japan loved Ghostbusters. Like it's, and uh, it came out before you and I started this podcast. But there was that Japanese Ghostbusters show that it's still on, isn't its, it? I think it's still it on. Had, yeah, it had its. Uh, I can't remember the Japanese name, but it had its its own wonderful premise, which was people who bust ghosts. But it's not so much the equipment as one of the guys can see them or talk to them. I never did get it all sorted out. But at the exact same time, wow. Those backpacks look really <laughs> familiar, guys. You it's, can't just change the thrower bit and yeah. put you know a little deedly bopper on the back and think we don't know what you're lifting from. Yeah, it's called it's called like paranormal eliminator drama series or something like that. I can't I, again. I'm I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember what it was, but it was like that's racist. Paranormal no, investigator not. drama series or something like that. I want to yeah. say Tenchi. Oh God, I'd have to look it up, but it was. Yeah, it was, or it was like, yeah, but it was a guy who kind of, it was interesting because the whole premise is he seemed to t- talk them down more than they shot at them. But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, and then you look at all the anime and all that. Oh no, the, the, where China said, stop the ghost and demons, Japan was like, we're putting it everywhere. Preschool shows, ghosts and demons. Here we go. <laughs> ghosts and demons will teach your children how to, uh, how to read. It's like, whoa, slow down guys. Um, <laughs> So I'm curious to see how Japan does. Yeah, um, we'll, be, really we'll be watching that pretty closely. But um, so yeah, so at any rate, uh, b- besides that, not not a lot of news to uh, report this week. So we're going to forego the news. We're actually going to have a fairly short episode compared to the last uh, two that have been two plus hours. Here you go, was, Ed. Uh, Now's your time. Yeah, Ed, I was going to say, there you go, time, Ed. Just, just for you. This just will be the week you, where, where Ed's like, no. I needed another 25 minutes. Yeah, no, exactly. No! My commute is terrible this week. No, uh, yeah, this this week we have, uh, we've got a special guest. We have Jesse Wilson for, uh, uh, to talk about the For the Win uh, project that they're working on. And it's, it's a lot of cool stuff for a very cool kid that they're working on. So we thought it would be good to have him on the show, tell you guys uh, a little bit about how you can help out and, uh, you know, just, just a little bit of background on the company because what they're doing over there is, is really cool. So, Let's uh let's jump into the interview with Jesse and then you and I'll we'll chat some more. What do you say? I'm all for it. Let's go. Alice, I'm going to ask you a couple of standard questions, okay? Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness monster, and the theory of Atlantis? What are you supposed to do? Some kind of a cosmonaut? What has that got to do with it? Back up. I'm a scientist. All right, so we are so glad to have this uh, guest with you guys. This is kind of a, a, an amazing thing that we mentioned last week that uh, we're, we're glad to have him on to help us describe a little bit more and, and tell people how you, the interdimensional crossrip listeners, can be involved. We have Jesse Wilson from For the Win on the line. How are you, Jesse? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, no, no. This is, I'm really super excited to be on here and talk about the For the Win project and anything and everything else. 
so let's let's start. Uh, maybe just tell people a little bit about yourself. You know, you're you're here in in Hollywood. You're a veteran of the entertainment industry. Um, what, t- tell us your background and then how you got involved with For the Win. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, let's see. I moved out here to Hollywood in about late 2008. Um, you know, like like many fools do, hoping to break into the industry. Uh, I got sort of sort of lucky and, and jumped into an internship working on a, a documentary uh, about Stan Lee, and uh, I started that uh, rather quickly since I met a lot of the requirements that they were looking for in a candidate, and that led from one thing to another, and, and the next thing I knew, I was I was meeting Stan, and I was. Uh, working my way to, to getting in with his company, Pow Entertainment. So I started there as an intern and, and started uh, helping them with a lot of uh, design and, and video stuff and just creative ideas and scripts and, and, and things of that nature. And uh, once, once uh, we sort of completed the, the documentary on Stan's life and, and I had a, basically a couple of years over at his company under my belt, I, uh, I hopped over to a company called BLT Communications, uh, which is... Uh, I guess arguably the industry's biggest uh, sort of print uh, design agency. Most most of the movie posters and print materials and all that kind of stuff that come from the, just the entertainment industry in general um, come out of BLT. Uh, and so they hired me to start designing movie posters and just general creative for the movies. And I worked there for uh, a little over a couple of years. And then an opportunity opened up over at Paramount Pictures for me to do some more of the same stuff, but a little bit broader scale. So also like helping with some of the the promotional stuff that goes for the movies and the licensing and the games and video games and stuff that they do and mobile gaming and sometimes even stuff that goes in the movies. And uh, so that was kind of all one thing that led to another. And I've just been kind of chasing, uh, chasing all that just different creative stuff since then. Well, that's awesome. How so? Then for the win, did that come up through Paramount, or where where did that first develop? What was your first involvement with it? The for the win project, the initial idea for that was was uh, it was it was very unique timing in my life. Basically, I had a, a son that was born three months premature, and uh, there was this, it was a scary time, and I didn't know if it was if he was going to be okay, if he was going to make it, uh, and what the future was going to be like for him growing up. And also that same year, I don't know if you guys remember the Bat Kid phenomenon that happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So the Bat Kid thing happened. And I, I just remember sitting at my desk at work, uh, kind of already knowing that it was going to happen, but then just watching it happen live. And I was just, I was so excited and just amazed at, at what they pulled off. And I thought it was just one of the coolest things that, I, that I've ever seen. Just like that many people came together. For, for one kid, you know, like, and, and just all the effort. And, and it was just, it was the cool, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I remember sitting there thinking like, wow, this kid, Miles, uh, you know, he basically just lived his own Batman movie in real life. <laughs> and I was like geeking out about it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, he needs like his own, like some something to commemorate this, like a, like a symbol, like a keepsake. Like he needs his own movie poster, essentially, like for starring in his own Batman movie. And like I, I just geeked out and I jumped on Twitter and I remember tweeting make a wish, you know, like, hey, you guys should make him a Batman movie poster. And I, I like sat there for like five minutes, like rocking in my chair, expecting like, ding, they're going to respond or something stupid. <laughs> and then like, a, you know, more on it just kind of dawned on me like, Jesse, that, that why don't you just do it? That's what you do. And so I spent the next couple hours that day. I just whipped something up real fast just from from the uh, everything that had popped up online. And I made him a quick poster, and I floated it out on the internet. It got a little bit of traction, and the wheels began to turn in my head about, you know, you know, I think that there's a unique thing that I could do here that I think would really benefit, you know, children that are sick or just, you know, whatever it is that that, that they're fighting against, whether they're victims of bullying or what, um, that would that would work as like a motivator that that would sort of boost their self-esteem and kind of create a new mirror for them. Uh, so the kids that are going through this stuff, you know, that are tired or sick or, you know, have surgical scars or just, you know, not, they don't like to even look at themselves in the mirror because it's a reminder of what they're going through. I wanted to flip that and give them a new mirror and allow them to be the hero that, that, that we all know that they are. I mean, the real hero, because these are the kids that in actual real life are are actually fighting something, you know? Um, yeah. 
and and also not just look up to their heroes but be that hero you know what i mean like have the confidence and excitement to to see like oh no it's me like i'm superman you know i'm batman i'm a ninja turtle i'm a ghostbuster you know like and and to show them that and give them an experience that they'll never forget you know something that that truly just inspires them and makes them just feel good yeah yeah and you're you're taking your background in marketing and creating these one sheet posters and trailers and things like that and and letting them walk away with something, it sounds like they end up after they have this once in a lifetime experience, they also have that poster where it's like, look, that was me and the trailer and, and so on and so forth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's something like a beacon of hope that they can have up as a reminder every day. I mean, you see these celebrities and stuff that, you know, and it's awesome when they do it, but they get to visit the hospitals every once in a while. And so those kids sometimes get to meet like these athletes or actors that they really look up to. Uh, which is awesome, but, you know, that's sometimes like an hour, you know, two at best, and then, you know, that person has to leave, uh, and the moment's over. Whereas with this, it's something that they can constantly go back and look at and show people, you know, forever and ever and ever. It can be in their room, it can be in their hospital room, it can be wherever, uh, that just, you know, is a constant reminder of, of something good and great and a reason to keep fighting and keep going. Yeah, it gives them gives them that constant strength and that reminder. That's that's really cool. So, what what have been some of the the previous for the win uh, kids that you've you've helped out? Like, what have been some of the events that you guys have done in the past? Uh, well, I've been, our, our, I've, been uh, I've been I've I'm not a very good host. I've actually been uh, surfing while you guys talk. I found the amazing spider cam. The amazing spider cam. Oh, well, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. My, that's my partner Jamie. That's his son uh, Cameron. Um, we, we both, it, it's ironic, you know, like we both have worked on a lot of the same big movies together and we both sort of have been sort of <laughs> treating our children as, as movie stars, uh, <laughs> uh, as, as nerds do. And so he was kind of doing some similar stuff as was I with my son, you know, like dressing him up and like photoshopping or, or taking photos and doing this and that. And so he, he was doing some of that with, with his kids as well. And putting those things online and, you know, a lot of people were getting a big kick out of it. Um, and then, you know, naturally we, I reached out to him and I said, Hey, I've got this idea. Do you want to try and do it? And luckily, you know, uh, Jamie's that kind of guy in Hollywood that's, it's, you know, when you reach out to him, he's going to go immediately. It's not like, when you're like, Hey, we should work on something together. And then, you know, it, it fizzles, uh, Jamie immediately throws it into fifth gear and you're like, you're already like going 70 miles an hour and you're like, Oh, guess we're going. Um, <laughs> And that's what so we get. I mean, <clears throat> you guys were essentially running in parallel tracks then, and until you reach out to him. Yeah, sort of. He he was doing a lot of philanthropy and stuff. He would bring his kids to the hospital pretty regularly on the holidays to give gifts to kids, so that like right. every holiday sort of felt like Christmas for them. Um, so I, I knew he was just the perfect guy to partner up with me on this, uh, just because of the philanthropic stuff that he's been doing in the past. All right, so you reached out to him, and he grabbed you by the scruff of the neck and started running. What did you guys? What was the first thing you guys did? Well, the first thing we did is we were like, well, let's. I mean, how do we start this? No one's done this, right? From what we could tell, we researched as much as we could. Couldn't find anybody that's done anything similar. No blueprint to go by. So we just reached out to one of the biggest hospitals that we could think of, and so we contacted UCLA Medical Center and we asked them, hey we have this idea that we'd like to do. What do you guys think? And they were like, this is amazing. That's a, a great idea. And we were like, oh, cool. And they were like, well, let's see if we can find a kid for you. So they found one uh, rather quickly. Um, and that's when we got our, our first for the win hero, as we call him. And um, his name was Aaron. Uh, he's a, a double heart transplant patient. Wow. And uh, yeah, I know it's crazy, right? And uh, all the best to him right now, because I know he's actually back in the hospital. But uh, he wanted to be the Incredible Hulk. And we couldn't have been more excited because that's like totally coming out with a bang. Um, and it was it was seriously just one of those things. We've been making it up as we go along, because when we went to photograph uh, Aaron, uh, he, he you know, was recovering from surgery. So he was like on like maybe 20 plus different medications. Yeah. Um and I mean, you can't even imagine what that must be like, you know, on your body. So he was naturally not in a good place to be doing a photo shoot, uh, but he did do it. And, you know, we worked with what we had. And then when we completed it, we were like, wow, this looks really awesome. 
And I was like, you know, we should we should start. And, and Jamie's, you know, with celebrities all the time. But we were like, we should start reaching out to celebrities to sort of like act as like hype men, essentially, like pump it up. And, uh, and I think for Aaron, we, we, we just were randomly bumping into people like uh, Victor Ortiz is a famous boxer, uh, Kevin Smith. And then because I used to work with Stan, we brought it over to Stan and uh, Stan loved it signed the poster all these guys uh you know gave aaron special custom video shout outs to pump him up and we we framed that sucker signed by stan lee uh sent it to aaron's hometown with all his videos and it made his world i mean he i i he facetimes me about once a week now oh man uh, and he, he was just ecstatic. I mean, you could tell it, it made a big difference, and the family was just shocked. They were like, this is such a cool thing. And that, that we started, we just started rolling from there. That's great. And, and the studios obviously are involved in all of this too, yeah? I mean, if, if you're reaching out to Stan Lee and he says, oh, sure, I'll sign a poster, or you know, working through Paramount, I'm sure you're able to get some people on the line to help out. And it's, it's really cool that everybody's sort of chipping in. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, sometimes we work with the studio. Sometimes it's just the the productions, you know, we'll go through the publicists or sometimes, you know, we'll just con try to contact celebrities directly um, or just people we know, you know, in the business that might be able to help. And then a lot of it is, you know, just scouring the Internet for, for different things, too. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, that kind of brings me to Ghostbusters. Uh, the the reason for being on the show uh, today to talk to all of the fans that are listening uh, on the cross rip. Um, what do you guys have in store for a, a lucky for the win hero that uh, that you want to talk to everybody about? Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we uh, actually uh, when we did our second for the win uh, hero, um, we got the cast of the new Ghostbusters on set to give her a custom shout out. Now, granted, she was a a Star Wars hero, but the, the new Ghostbusters cast was really excited about what we were doing, and they gave uh, Noah a custom shout-out, and we were really excited about that, and, and after we did that, they were so pumped up, they were like, well, we want our own, and we were like, well, what do you mean you want your own? And they were like, we want our own for the win, kid, and I was like, I don't blame you, it's, it's really cool, but you know, like, we can't just make them up, you know, like, and so I was like, well, as soon as we find a kid or hear about a kid, you know, that's that's in a circumstance like this that wants to be a Ghostbuster, you guys are going to be the first we call. And, you know, as we got closer to the release of the new movie, uh, that suddenly happened. And uh, we actually have two kids right now. But the one that we're working on right now, uh, his name is Brayden, uh, and he's seven years old. And he suffers uh, from, uh, it's essentially a birth defect. It's known as bronchial malacia. Um, and it's a respiratory illness. And so because he has that, it sort of limits him a little bit in, in living the full sort of, you know, quote unquote, you know, normal childhood that a lot of us had growing up. Um, so Braden can't really play on like a soccer team or do a lot of these other things, you know, that we got to do. But, but I guess he's kind of funneled uh, a lot of that uh, loss and turned it into a positive uh, with Ghostbusters. And I mean, this this kid would blow you guys' mind. He has been watching the Ghostbusters movie since he was three years old. Um, and he's he's seen each movie over a hundred times. And I mean, he's he's just obsessed. Like he he knows <laughs> he, he knows every single quote. His room is completely decked out. He wears uh, his Ghostbusters jumpsuit most of the time. <laughs> Um, and I mean, he, he's just, he's geeked about it. You know, he, Thankman is his favorite. Uh, he loves to do the dance, you know, outside of the fountain from the first movie, um, that, that Venkman's doing like he, all these like little, just like little details, you know, like validate him more than I think a lot of people that are like, Oh yeah, I'm a total Ghostbusters fan. It's like not, a, not compared to this kid. <laughs> and so, uh, we actually were contacted by Sony about him because there was an article about Braden and, the, and he's he lives in Iowa and the Iowa Ghostbusters paid him a visit um, because all he wanted for his birthday was a proton pack and I was like all right we, we got to do something really awesome for this kid because I mean he he's just like blowing our minds with with uh, his his fan craze for it so we I got in touch with Sony and I started to sort of formulate a plan and that was Normally, we try to go to these kids uh, and do what we do and, and then come back to Hollywood and make it. I was like, I got a better idea. I was like, let's get Brayden 
to Hollywood. Like, let's bring him to the studio that made the film. Let's bring him to the original Ecto One Ghostbusters car. You know, like let's let's give him something that like he's never experienced before. Just like the most ultimate Ghostbuster experience. Right. And uh, Sony's been really great. Uh, Eric over at Sony is awesome. And, and everybody's just been so fantastic. And, and all my crazy wild ideas, uh, which I always have for these kids, they've kind of just hit the checkbox, checkbox on yes for everything, uh, which I wasn't expecting. So <laughs> we're basically going to be uh, looking to fly Braden and his family uh, out to Hollywood uh, on August 19th. And the, he will be greeted at the airport with uh, Sean Bishop's Ecto-1 Ghostbusters car. Oh, nice. Um, which is going to pick him up, and it's going to take him to his hotel, and his family will spend the night. And then when they wake up, the Ghostbusters uh, vehicle will pick him up again, and will drive him to Sony Pictures, where he will get a very special private tour uh, of Sony Studios. And he's going to look at a lot of the original Ghostbusters costumes and props while he's there. And he's going to, uh, he's, I mean, he's going to see a lot of awesome stuff, but we're, we're going to conduct uh, a big photo shoot, as we always do, uh, and trailer uh, shoot, which is a sort of new thing we started to do, which is to put the kids in their own movie trailer as well. Um, and we pump a lot of VFX and we try to get, you know, celebrities involved on that side as well. And, and Braden's going to get to go inside of the original Ecto-1 car from uh, the original movie. And uh, Sony's going to set him up with uh, some, some really cool stuff that day. And we might, have another, we might have a few other surprises, too, from some original Ghostbusters cast members and stuff as well. Oh man, nice. that, yeah, that sounds like a great day for him, especially yeah. If for for all of the fans that are listening, if you haven't seen that article uh, where where they show up to his birthday party and it, it made the rounds just because of his pure delight that he had when they when you know the the fans arrive in their uh, Ghostbusters costumes, wearing their proton packs with their Ectomobile, he was just you know think back to when you were his age and you're looking up to the Ghostbusters and they arrive or they're at a, a Comic Con or something like that, but. Yeah, this this is very cool. He's gonna have his own, <laughs> he's gonna have his own private tour, and he's going to become a Ghostbuster for a day. That's that's so awesome. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna make him official, and we're gonna make sure that he gets uh, a custom Ghostbuster flight suit built with you know his last name name patch, uh, the whole shebang. And we're working to see about getting him uh, a proton pack as well. Yeah, that's so that that kind of leads us into the things that you're looking for, the the help that you guys are are needing in order to make this happen. So, uh, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this now is chomping at the bit. They want to help. They love this little guy. They want to help him have the best days as, as they possibly can. Uh, what can they do? Can they go to the GoFundMe? Can they chip in? What's what's the best route for people to be helping you out? Yes, no, absolutely. We started a GoFundMe for Braden specifically. Uh, and it's it's really easy to go to. You just go to GoFundMe.com slash Braden for the win. Uh, and Braden is spelled B-R-A-E-D-E-N. Um, or you can uh, you can find a link to it from the For the Win Project website, which is ForTheWinProject.org. And um, we're, we're looking to raise uh, about $6,000 so that we can get his family out here, get him in a hotel, uh, and just get you know all the materials and pieces and stuff like that put together so that he can have uh, this this epic experience. So anybody and anyone that wants to donate is definitely encouraged to do so. Uh, there uh, there is you know no donation too small, uh, and uh, you know five dollars, ten dollars, everything helps um, because we we really want to give him something truly unique and special. And and when we're done, I I can promise you it will be very entertaining uh to see how it all comes together we want to make sure we get coverage of the whole day give him a one-of-a-kind ghostbusters official movie poster and shoot something truly unique that puts him in you know in that world you know where he would have to 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 come to the rescue as as the official ghostbuster that he'll be and and you mentioned a friend of the show sean is is contributing his car to the cause but uh is there anything that you're looking for the fan groups to to donate or to participate in or is is there a place that they can go to get more information about what they can contribute uh, to the day if possible yeah no totally i mean definitely from the from the fan side we uh 
because the the date is looming so quickly, we're we're looking to see about getting Braden a a smaller version of a proton pack if possible. Um, just because you know the the full size ones might be just a little too big for him. So if there's anybody out there that has built a, a custom, uh, accurate, you know, movie one, movie two proton pack, um, that would be excellent if they wanted to to help us that day for him to to sort of you know borrow it to wear, um, and and as well as anybody that that works on building them or something like that too. If anybody wanted to donate any services like that, we'd be more than happy to help them work to to get that made and then the the ghostbusters community is huge and it's moments like these where we really like to kind of rally everybody up um to to support you know the the different heroes that we help out and so anybody that's a fan out there that wants to to send or contribute like a video message or something like that to brayden um i want him to know that like he's definitely not alone uh with with not just you know his illness but with with his with his fanship with <laughs> there's there's so many great ghostbusters fans out there and that community is just incredible everybody that i've met is just so awesome with everything that they do and i would love for for him to to know more about that yeah yeah i mean that i he's certainly not alone uh as, <coughs> as many of the people that are listening can probably tell you and and uh i'm sure we'll show him absolutely so yeah. um so uh, Jesse, one more time, the website uh, for both the GoFundMe and and for your project, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Yeah, the GoFundMe is um, www.gofundme.com/braden for the win, and that's B-R-A-E-D-E-N. And you can also access it through the For the Win Project website, which is www.forthewinproject.org. And we have raised seven hundred and thirty-five dollars uh, so far just in the past few days. And uh, like I said, we're we're hoping to get uh, to six thousand, um, so that we can pull all this off for him. Uh, you know, the closer that we get to that, the more we get to do for Braden. Uh, you know, whether it be you know the uniform and just the full experience and the proton pack and any other materials and stuff that we can put together for him to just give him just the craziest day possible. We want to exhaust this kid with awesomeness. <laughs> exhaust him with awesomeness. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jesse, uh, thank you for what you're doing for all of these kids and. Uh, all the work and and time that you're putting into it, and uh, for for heading this up, and let's let's make sure that we can make you successful. Let's get uh, those funds raised for you guys, and and contribute in any way that we can. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us, Jesse. Uh, we we need to talk to you after the fact uh, and find out how it went. I'm sure we'll see all of the video and stuff online, but uh, we'll have you back on the show. No, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys, and I appreciate the support. <laughs> All right, very cool. Very cool with Jesse. Uh, you have oh, there's bubbles. Oh, we're in the fish tank. Oh my God, we're in the fish tank. <laughs> yeah, fish tanks are submarines for fish. Can't podcast. I'm in the fish tank. Aquari- aquariums <laughs> are submarines for fish. Aquariums uh, are submarines for. How many? T- oh, t-shirts. Did you see the uh, the the thing that Ghost Corps posted up uh, j- just today uh, with the the uh, Mike hat? drawings that they gave out to the crew members for the the crew shirts did you see that no i missed that oh my god uh it's it's amazing it's uh so it's like a gray t-shirt that has like drawings of mike hat uh <laughs> and i guess it was a crew gift at rap uh, that they handed out to like the editorial staff or whatever but again another t-shirt that i want from that movie man there's so many of them i'm gonna well Shout out, shout out to our buddy who has uh, 50... How many shirts did he end up having? 53 shirts? Yeah, well, he went long, too. He went over. He, he kept went going. Over, so he's yeah. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he needs more. We got to get him 365. My uh, my hot dog house shirt should arrive. Ooh. I think it arrived... Uh, I got a peer later notice, so it may have arrived today. Uh, and I was going to make uh, one of the boys... Holtzman's one of the boys shirts, but uh, I'll back <laughs> off now because uh, Ghostbusters News actually made one. Oh, did they really? Uh, oh, excellent. Yes. Has Although anybody... I'm going, I'm going to compare carefully, and if they screwed up the font, <laughs> I'm making my own. What um, has has anybody done a Zoo's Chinese uh, restaurant T-shirt? Because that's another one that I want. Uh oh, 
Well, way to spoil that. I guess oh. I got four days to get that made now, don't I, Troy? Oh, uh, Before you give it to the world for free. No, I don't think anybody has. Go to Facebook.com um, slash Proton Charge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good question. Uh, Andrew Schaefer has uh, made the business cards. The business cards, cards yeah. Uh, oh, boy. That one's got a... I, I feel, yeah, like a like a Lucky Cat shirt with Zeus Chinese on it or something. That's Zeus Chinese, best, 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 soup, best wonton soup in New York. <laughs> yes. Free and um, fast delivery, something like free, that. Fa- free and fast delivery. Yeah, fast delivery. <laughs> under 30 minutes or it's... Oh, I guess I guess she never got it for free. So under two hours or it's free. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, there's a whole bunch coming out. I've seen some uh, Safety Lights are for Dude shirts. Yep, Safety Lights are for Dudes. Um I actually uh, kind of went back and kicked around uh, my Spreadshirt pages because uh, a lot of the new ones I had made, like the nuclear uh, love shirt, wasn't on the UK one. Oh. So I put that over there for people to get. Uh, and interestingly enough, the UK never shut down my uh, uh, my power puffed girl. Oh, uh, you're kidding! Shirt from way back when. I, yeah, I remember you, that one got the, shut down. The U the U S shut it down. Yeah. And I forgot all about it. I was like, screw that. I took the design for the U K and I uploaded it again. And they sent me a note saying, for copyright reasons. And I sent a little note. Obviously, something's changed in five years. I've, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I'm leveling up uh, as as a as a as a business guy because I sent them a note and I flat out said, look. I can't tell from your thing, but do you guys think that this is somebody's whole IP? Which it's not. It's a mashup, and you have a whole site devoted to pop culture mashups on your site. Yeah. Uh, in which case, I'd like to appeal and somebody have another look. Or is there something specific about this that you think is too close? In which is there case, a can logo you tell me or so something I, that's yeah. so I can so I can address it? And they got back to me and they said, "Oh no, we had another look. You're totally right." So um, I haven't flipped the switch, but uh, maybe by the time Ooh. this goes out, if you want a, a power puffed, how is there a way to get to the spreadsheet? Uh, your spreadsheet site that's not the Canadian version, or is it is it just like a North American version? It's North American. Uh, that can't be helped. Which means okay. sorry, so Canada. It's all, you gotta, it's always Canada. It's all, they're all like costs. I don't do them to make money. So well, no. basically, it's at its low. It's at its lowest price. Shipping to Canada not great. Although I will tell you, all the time they have like uh, sales, etc. And if you bundle them together, the shipping helps and all that sort of thing. Um, so uh, yeah, spread proton charging all one word dot spreadshirt dot com. So uh-huh. I have now, but um, but hot dog house nuclear love. What else do I have? The Powerpuffed Girl will be up there. You have uh, some of the uh, the old favorites, like the burning of the old proton charging logo, right? Uh, no, that one. That one that I can't gone. get around. Oh, oh because no, it's no, the logo. You're right. Absolutely too too close. Uh, no, but uh, Bassmasters, the old Bassmaster <laughs> shirt back show. up there. It's a fishing show. Uh, yeah, and somebody else did a great Slimer design. That's the great part about Spreadshirt is people can put their designs up uh, so that you can make shirts out of them in your store. They just get a cut of it for their design. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. So there's a really great Slimer shirt. Uh, what else? I can't read anything. Yeah, well, oh, I had and a glow in the dark, A glow-in-the-dark GBI one. Oh, nice. Oh, and uh, Venkman's... Uh, oh, that's the World, World of the Psychic, of the psychic. Yeah. And that was bubbles. a tricky one. Well, that's, that's two designs because it's... Um, the Venkman's World of the Psychic is done as a, a sparkly, like, vinyl applique. Right, right. And then the bubbles around it are a digital print, and it's basically two designs overlapped. That's the only way I could get that to work. Oh. So, Man, you're, you're, a, you're a graphic design wizard. No, Teach me I your was. Kung fu. Then I got old and had a kid. I did <laughs> nothing no it. more. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> That's not true, buddy. <laughs> Except for Zeus Chinese. I'll Except have to for get Zeus, on that yeah. one real quick. I need my Zeus Chinese shirt. Let's, by Monday, <laughs> here we go. By the time this episode goes live. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the time, time is nigh. I think, uh, I'm thinking to put together a page that does nothing but point to all the Ghostbusters t-shirts you can get out there. Because at this point, it's got to be hundreds. Oh, but yeah, between T-Fury Legal and 80s and, and uh, God, there's so many of them. And even from the official website, there's a ton. And GB fans, they still sell shirts, don't they? GB I think fans, AJ's I think, got have shirts. shirts. Yeah. Um, 
boy, and and the funny part is is that there's a lot of in-store designs that don't that don't uh, they're not available online or not yeah. easily available yeah. online. Like they made the Macy ones may have showed up in their online sales and then get chopped off, and at then some they were point gone. Yeah, Hot Topics or whatever. It's kind of hit and miss. They're short lived. Somebody's got to catalog all the t-shirts. There you go. That's Somebody. that's our challenge. Let's yeah. throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Well, actually, so I don't want to throw down multiple challenges, but we did have another challenge that we wanted to, in our closing uh, thoughts here, reach out to you guys about. We're talking about doing a companions episode. It's something that we've been shooting, you know, back and forth for a little bit here. But since uh, we're on the tail end of the new Ghostbusters Answer the Call movie uh, coming out, we wanted to sort of build an episode uh, to talk about great companion films, movies that you enjoy watching as a companion to Ghostbusters as a double feature. It's something that we we reached out to people a long time ago about, and we got a couple of great answers, and we'd like to get more answers. So um, shoot us shoot us a voicemail, shoot us an email, shoot us a text or a Twitter or a Instagram, or there's 500 ways to contact us. But uh, tell us what your favorite companion piece, uh, be it you know Monster Squad or Goonies or what have you, uh, tell us what that that particular movie is and why, and we're going to feature it on an episode that's coming up here on the Crossrips. So, uh, so that's that's two two challenges here: uh, t-shirt catalog. Chris, you may have to do that one, uh, and then uh, no. send us your companion uh, films because we want to hear from you guys. We want to start compiling an awesome list, and then we'll do a a big episode. Uh, you know, maybe leading up to Halloween. That might be kind of cool. So you have a good playlist of films to watch. But uh, yeah, do that. Hit us with the voicemail. Hit us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Friendster, the GBHQ message board. Um, <laughs> Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just wanna get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. You know, if people can't uh, or don't want to do the call-in too, uh, but you've got your old smartphone, you could even just talk into your smartphone and post it to our Facebook pages or whatever. Like yeah, voice messaging. messages. Yeah, if you voice yeah. message us through Facebook, we can we can play that on the air too. So I know the long distance, especially for our, our uh, Welsh Ghostbusters, our our Ghostbusters of Japan. Uh, you know, Naoki, I, know, I want Naoki to call in. Yes, so badly, Naoki. We want to hear from you. But um, all right, well, so very short episode, Chris. But as always, I gotta throw to you for final thoughts. You got anything for this uh, this fine Monday evening? Yeah. Why do the Duffer Brothers hate Ghostbusters? The Duffer Brothers? <laughs> Have you been watching Stranger Things? Like the rest oh, of the world? No. Again, going You've been back busy. to yeah, going back to my Netflix queue, not being able to handle it. <laughs> I, I, it's it's sitting in there. It's taunting me. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, it has a fantastic John Carpenter synthwave uh, theme. Uh, they use that Stephen King slash. I found it was used in Star Trek too. Uh, they use this font and this very eighty style title thing, uh, and it's a great show. Like I really, really enjoyed it. They set it in eighty three. And I hear it's, and very, it's every, very Amblin too, right? Like it has like shades of the Amblin Amazing Stories kind of feel. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, if if people died. Uh, oh, ooh, so there are if, stakes. If, yeah. if there's blood and gunplay, <laughs> uh, too many guns to swap with flashlights. Um, but they I hate guess Ghostbusters. So. It's, kids, it's kids. It's actually the dark version, like Spielberg was doing his kids in suburbia yay and the duffer brothers have a little darker take on Uh it uh, they set the story in 83 uh and every reference that's in there are to movies that came out between 80 and 81 Uh, uh, uh oh or 82 rather so there's like john carpenter again 
Wink, wink. John Carpenter's The Thing posters in there. Uh, Evil Dead, the first Evil Dead posters in there somewhere. Uh, the Dark Crystal, <laughs> which I was prepared to go, aha! And then I'm like, oh, right, shoot. That, that did come out before <laughs> Ghostbusters, didn't it? Yeah. It just feels like yeah, it feels did. like a middle of the 80s movie. Yeah, yeah. They, it's a really great. They locked in a lot of stuff. Found some old D D manuals and all this. The only uh-huh. place it fell down, it was fun watching uh, fanboys fall over themselves. Is at one point a Millennium Falcon, uh, like Kenner Millennium Falcon, features into it. Oh. Only it's the new light and sound one from the uh, reissue that they oops. did. And everybody's like, bah! And I'm like. Right, so you figure they should spend three weeks outbidding on eBay for top dollar to then destroy the collectible, yeah. or maybe somebody just spent a hundred bucks to buy. And it's still the same the mold. Come on, guys, get but over it. It's fine. You can tell the difference. Nobody else. Can. I'm I'm always impressed how the Goldbergs does it on a weekly basis too. I mean, to a lesser extent, obviously, but uh, you know, they're, they're pretty authentic. Did, well, didn't he say though he's raiding his collection and well he's and then the yeah he's raiding his collection but then also like supplementing his collection with the production budget as I understand yeah. <laughs> like oh I could use this I'll uh, buy it for the show mm-hmm. yeah. the most I've gotten away with is so do you like video games I sure do I'm writing off these beers <laughs> <laughs> thanks taxes. Um, this, this DeLorean Woo. is a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> There's the CRA coming. Um, yeah, it's a DeLorean. It's a tax write-off. That's true. That's an Ernie Kleinism. I bought a DeLorean. It's for promotional purposes. It's, yeah, it's for promotion. Yeah. Yep. And research yes, for uh, Ready Player One. Two. Yeah. It kind of is, technically. <laughs> it really is. Air quotes. Um, yeah, actually, everybody, that's my second final thought. Send in those companions. We're heading into the fall. Yeah. Those uh, those those lazy Sundays of, of you know watching the the Halloween esque movies starting to come in. So yeah, and doesn't doesn't have to be a classic either. I mean, if it's something like Stranger Things, if it's something yeah. you've watched uh, recently, uh, that's fair game too. So yeah, yeah, and absolutely. that's uh, that. I think I was looking back. That came up when we had Ernie Klein on because Ernie's very much of that money. Yeah, too. He, and we even asked him. I, I believe I'll have to yeah. go back and re-listen to that episode. It's been a while, but. Um, I'll yeah. lift it. I'll recycle. Recycle. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us on this short episode, everybody. We'll be back next week. Uh, more more things to come. Uh, yes, uh, we will still dive into the Ghostbusters analysis. We're going to give you a little break on uh, the Answer the Call uh, two-hour episodes. But, uh, yeah, more, more to come next week. We'll see you all on the other side. Who you going to call? We thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. You could be one of my two favorite shows. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bashmasters. Anything you're doing is bad. And let's get to know this. You truly scare me. I just want to let you know that. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird. Back in the fish tank.